talk. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of You Talk Too Much and today I am here with Māori journalist Mare Riki and I'm just going to give the mic over for him to introduce himself. So tahi rawa, nei rā, nei rā te mihi ki āku e te tūahine. Uh, o te rā ki a koutou e whakarongo mai nei, uh, ai, tika te kōrero ko Mare Haimona Riki a hau. He uri tēnei no tauranga moana, taki tumu waka ki te taha o tōku māma, um, ki tōku pāpa, ngā puhi nui tonu, ngā si farara. Uh, ai, ko Mare Haimona Riki a hau. He kairipo ata mō Whakāta Māori. My name is Mare, Mare Riki. I am from Tauranga Moana. I'm 29 years old and I currently work as a journalist for Whakāta Māori, Māori Television. My actual position is digital producer, but the trade or, or the, the skill is, is journalism. But my position right now is digital producer, which, which is uh, comprises of many different facets of journalism. And yeah, I've been at Whakāta Māori now for just under three years. Kia ora. Kia ora, Mare. So, um, what inspired you growing up to pursue the career that 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 you have? Ooh, I've always had an interest in speaking and telling stories. So, I was always that kid at family reunions with the video camera, walking around. Uh, asking people how their day is, who they are, what they're doing. And I'm like 10 years old, so I had my, my grandpa's video camera. There were no phones back then. And I just had an interest in telling stories. I would um, edit, even edit my own stories. And that back then didn't have any editing software. So I would actually use the camera and just rewind and then record. And if I didn't like that take, I'd have to rewind again. So I've just always had an interest in telling stories. I remember... I, because as a journalist, we use a microphone to uh, to speak, obviously, and to tell the story. I remember using a garden hose as my microphone, and of course, the hairbrush. That's a classic, and I, I have vivid memories of, of doing that. Which is, I think, I was blessed in that sense, because a lot of kids, 10, 11, they don't know what they want to do, or if they do, it's it's you know, it's, well, I don't want to say astronaut and diminishing that because you know they can be that if they want to but it was something that I knew that I was actually I, I, I want, wanted to do that and I pursued that um, at university and then yes yeah, straight after university straight after I graduated in 2018 in December I put my CV in at Māori Television and got the job so I'll be in the industry for a while I've only been it for three years so far but whether I be at Māori Television or TVNZ or News Hub New Zealand Herald, wherever it may be, I'll be doing this for for a long time. Awesome. So, um, can you just uh, describe exactly what you studied? Like, what was your journey from high school to what you studied? Just for the listeners out there that may be interested in a similar career path. Sure. So, I do have to uh, preface this with, in journalism and in the world of media 
your qualifications don't actually mean as much as in other industries. If you want to be a surgeon or dentist, you have to have the right paperwork and the right qualifications. But in terms of journalism, it's it's not it's not like that at all. Uh, qualifications certainly help. And to answer your question, I went to uni and I studied uh, communications. I got a bachelor's degree in communications, and I did a certificate in media journalism and creative writing as well. So that definitely helped. But I know people, uh, for example, one of my friends, uh, when I started at Kata Māori, he's only 20 years old. He came straight from the warehouse, but he is a social media guy. So he has like 100,000 on Facebook and he was one of the OGs. His name is Tutu Māori D'Angelo Martin. He does like funny, funny skits. And that's what he had. And for them, for Māori TV and any, um, media industry they see that and they see okay they, they know how to create content and we can work with that they don't know how to write and they don't know how to do the formal stuff but his his ability to create content for a specific audience and understand the patterns that are required to appeal to the audience are definitely there so i know people that are journalists that went through university and did what i did and all of that and even sometimes master's degree and then i know journalists that didn't do any of that but they're still we're still all in the same place um i think qualifications just give you a little bit of a head start and you don't have to learn so much on the job uh, but it's definitely not required but that's what i did so high school just the normal stuff and then university bachelor's in communications with certificates in journalism and creative writing and i did a few videography classes as well where I learn how to edit my own videos and shoot my own videos, uh, which is a trade all on its own. And I actually learned like hundreds of hours off, off YouTube teaching myself how to how to do videography. And I made a little business before as well. <laughs> is that all? You want to keep going? No. Okay. Um, so how did your friends and family, when you were growing up, respond to you know what you believed you wanted to do as a career choice growing up oh they were very supportive and um not surprised at all because i was always the entertainer in the family my older brothers i was the youngest of four boys i have two sisters but for the longest time it was just us four boys and i was the youngest of the boys and uh my older brothers are very reserved you know typical moldy boys and i was pretty out there so it was no surprise to them that i was that i am doing something that is in the public light and in front of people because i've always just been like that whether it was journalism or performing or dancing i've always uh been inclined to this type of uh mahi I suppose but yeah very very supportive because i've been telling them that i wanted to be a journalist when i was like 16 15 and i'm like okay boy no worries <laughs> so um yeah nah nothing but support from my whanau for sure awesome so um the next question is what are some of the challenges that you you can identify in the career that you have challenges are oh, definitely just having a story every single day so as a journalist you have to show up to work and you have to have you have to have a story and, and it's awkward if you don't have a story because in the morning we have a editorial hui and this is not just us this is every single newsroom like it's just you can't not have this hui so you have a hui in the morning which is a meeting and uh it goes around the table and all the journalists say the movie. which movie Rick Wilson movie, the magazine movie. yeah 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 exactly 
So all the journalists say, okay, today I'm doing this, doing that. And then the producer would question them on that and ask a question like, why do Māori care about that? And then you have to, you have to, you know, pitch your story. You have to get it across the line. And that can be awkward, but it would be more awkward when you don't have a story at all. And it's funny because some journalists pretend like they do when they actually don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so that would be the hardest, just having a story every single day. You're always working ahead. So even though I have a story today, I'm thinking of my story for, what's today, Saturday? I'm, st- I'm thinking of my story on Monday. And then on Monday, I'll be thinking of my story on Tuesday while I do my story for Monday on Monday. So you're always thinking ahead. I try and go two or three days. You can't go too far ahead, though, because if it's that far ahead, then it, yeah, it might change. And remember, we're in news. And news, I don't know if a lot of people will know this, but news is actually an acronym, acronym for uh, Notable Events, Weather and Sports. N-E-W-S, Notable Events, Weather and Sports. People just think it's news like that's what news means and if you're if you're too far ahead then you got to ask yourself is it news if i already know about it now um and i'm gonna do the story in four or five days so i like to go two two days ahead three days ahead yeah so that's the hardest part of being a journalist just having stories every day which isn't too bad (laughs) um how do you feel being maori um contributes to your career choice I, I didn't think of that uh, before I chose to be a journalist because I've always wanted to be one since I was a kid. But now that I am a journalist, I think it's very important because especially in mainstream media, I'm not in mainstream at the moment. Uh, for Kata Māori, we don't consider being mainstream. Mainstream is like TVNZ, News Hub, New Zealand Herald, RNZ. There needs to be more brown faces on mainstream news. So me being Māori... Will um, is definitely influence my decision to stay in this industry uh, because I feel like there needs to be more brown faces on on mainstream news because there isn't a lot right now. I could probably name name like half a dozen, which isn't enough in my opinion. Yeah. Do you feel like? The idea that you love storytelling that's led you to this career choice is part of your identity or what of yours in Te Ao Māori? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, our history, just like all Polynesian history, is oral. We didn't write on caves. We didn't write on scrolls. We didn't have uh, we didn't have any written language until the Poly- uh, until sorry uh, the Europeans came. It was all oral. And, and that's how our stories have always been told. And it's and it's funny because I'm a journalist and yes, I write articles, but I actually don't enjoy writing articles, but I have to do it because it's part of my job. I, I like telling stories like how we're doing right now, talking, uh, visual stories, uh, verbal stories. And it's funny that I don't like writing. And maybe I know that some mold, there are some Maori journalists that do like writing, but... I feel like maybe that's got something to do with just the way that our people have always told stories, which has always been oral. Um, and you know, it's when it comes to oral stories, they don't always end up accurate. You can get ten people in a circle right now and, and tell 
the person to your left the story and by the time it goes around there's 10 people and come back to you the story will be different and that's just in a circle of 10 people let alone generations like three four five six generations of course the story is going to be different but it's not about being accurate it's just about keeping that tradition of oral storytelling continuing so yeah i've never really or not never but i don't think about that question much but um yeah for sure we we are storytellers and i like taika waititi's sentiments when he won uh, an oscar a couple of years ago and he, he he even said that we as polynesians we are storytellers and that's what he did and he dedicated his award to all the um indigenous kids in the world. i don't know if you remember that but that was no, cool I fan um so what are some of the things that you love about your job oh i love that um that every day is different i could be, do a story where um i'm on a i don't know on a ship and i'm doing a live cross on a moving ship and then the next day i'm with penguins and then the next day i'm at uh, the sky tower burning down and those are all real examples. Well, the sky tower wasn't burning down. It was the sky city underneath it, the casino. It's um, it caught on fire a couple of years ago. And they sent me down to cover it. And, you know, there was lots of smoke and stuff. I covered there. I did penguin story. So those examples that I just gave like, are real examples. And, and you're tra- traveling the world, I got to go to um, Hawaii a couple of times, do stories out there. And just going to different parts of New Zealand. So I like that every day's different and when i go to work i need to be ready because at any time if something happens they say muddy go out take a cameraman there's been a shooting out in wherever and i just got to go and it's got to always be ready so um that's cool because in terms of desk job and office stuff that's not what i uh want to do (laughs) And, and there are some days that look like that and that's okay but i definitely like being out and about Awesome. I hope I don't have to hear that. You don't have to have an office job. Um, so what do you think are some of the personality traits that someone should have if they want to pursue a career in journalism? Oh, yeah, great question. Um, it's funny you ask that because at Māori Television, news and current affairs, at the, that's the department I'm in, that's only one department of all of Māori TV. There, there's HR, there's uh, graphic designers, there's engineers. And it's funny because you, because we're all in the same building. We're, we're, we're separated inside the building, but we're, it's all like one big place. And you can see the different personality traits with each, like the editors are very reserved, very quiet. The engineers are pr- pretty much the same. Uh, the HR people and the promos people upstairs are quite out, outgoing because they make yeah they yeah and they do a lot of talking and they they um uh, they do the ads like the commercials and stuff and then you got news and current affairs we we're the chatterboxes right so it's funny how our personalities uh, kind of funnel us to uh, certain uh, skills and in career in career paths yeah. So to answer your question, to be a journalist, you definitely cannot be cannot be shy when speaking to people, especially a large amount of people, especially when you're looking down at a camera and the lights are on and you got the uh, control person saying, okay, we're, air, we're on air in five, four, 
three and your heart's racing and all that and if you can't handle that then yeah probably journalism wouldn't wouldn't be for you so you have to be have a passion for speaking a passion for words because words are very powerful if if you don't uh, care about your verbal machinery then yeah then journalism probably wouldn't be something that you would want to do um, and confidence is very key you have to have drive motivation discipline of course but uh, those interpersonal communication skills are definitely very important and the things that I've, I have naturally but I've developed over time as well in living in, in England for two years and then being a door-to-door salesman in Utah in the US that helped me like probably the most because I'm talking to people every day strangers eight nine hours a day for four months straight so that helped me I, I use a lot of sales skills uh, in my mahi as a journalist yeah. would you say you have to be curious as well because you're always wondering oh yeah 100% I'm surprised I didn't say that yeah you have to be very curious yeah you're very curious that's why there's a there's a a saying is oh not a saying but it's a skill it's called nose for news you got to have a nose a nose for news because there's a lot of journos that just always have stories and and I I've had young journos ask me so how do you always have a story every day I'm just like it's got to be nosy got to be a nosy fella not really you just obviously we all we all scroll through social media and that's where a lot of my stories come from but I see something that doesn't look like news but I think to myself that could be a news story and then I hit them up whether that's a call or a message and I find the story yeah kind of yeah or there might be a story on mainstream like news hub article and I see it and it's very whitewashed and I look at it and I say what's a mouldy angle here like the same story but a mouldy angle uh, uh, something that interests uh, our audience and I do that often, so I get News Hub articles, New Zealand Herald articles, and I revamp them and make them relevant to us. Uh, so yeah, definitely curiosity is, is, a, is a big one, for sure. Um, so, do you have any opinion about the current state of journalism and news in the world, considering social media is a thing now? What are your big thoughts about that? Yeah, the way that news is distributed and consumed has changed so much over the last like 10 even 15 years it's crazy i remember in 2001 when 9 11 happened i was in queenstown and i was nine years old and that was back when you had newspaper you had radio and you had tv and that's how you consumed your news so the newspaper is always yesterday's news. It can't be today's news because they have to print it in the morning, right? So I remember my dad coming home from work and he's telling us, turn the TV on, I want to see what's happening with 9-11. If 9-11 happened today, he wouldn't need to say that because he's been following it all day. And not to mention the fact that we would have like 20 million different angles of, of it with everyone's phone and all that. Um, so news has is being consumed different and it's being distributed different and it's 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 tough it's a tough world for us journalists because we are as much as we try and stay objective and we try and do the best job we possibly can our reputation has definitely been tainted by uh, 
I mean, yeah. a, a lot of yeah, a lot of non-objective uh, news outlets, and almost yeah, anyone can be a journalist. Anyone can jump on their phone, go live right now, and say what they want to say. And that was not something that people could do 15 years ago. You could only do that if you were with a media outlet and you did it on TV. But there was no way you could you could do that. Uh, well, YouTube came up around 2005, but that was pretty pretty small. So uh, yeah, it's it's a tough world out there, especially for us. So well, I know, no, it's, I wouldn't say tough, but it's uh, definitely changing the way that people consume news and it's just it's just fast it's just fast and it's yeah you got clickbait and but for me i definitely always stay tutsuru which is the maori word for true um to my own values and i always make sure that i will make sure my information is accurate as opposed to fast or first I don't care if I, I don't care if I'm first. If I, I'd rather be last and accurate than first and and fake. That's just me. Uh, unfortunately, not every journalist shares that same uh, opinion on that matter, which is why we have the reputation that we do. But um, yeah, I can't remember what your question was. What was it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I answered that. Yeah, I think you can testify that you are quite objective. I mean, when we're having our conversations, you tend to not take an angle unless you've researched it, which I find impressive because I don't. I'm very emotive. Um, so my next question is, um, do you, are there any big lessons that you've learned in your career that you possibly that you could? you know give te rangatahi growing up who may want to go into journalism or even just about life itself actually sorry before i answer that question i i used the 9 11 example um earlier and i've used that example before but i like the black lives matter example as well so like because of the way that news is consumed now and everybody has a phone and can go live and and record and and get their information out to the public because the Black Lives Matter movement and, and the issues that are involved in that have been happening for a long, long, long time. But it's only because of the advancement of technology and the way news is distributed and how everybody can distribute news whenever and wherever they want. That's what's gotten the attention that Black Lives Matter has. But the, the issues in that has all has been happening for a long, long, long time. So... I do like to use that as an example of how um, how journalism has changed over the years and how the advancement of technology has helped everyone to share their own stories because the, we didn't have we didn't have access to this footage 10 15 years ago does that mean it wasn't happening no nah, it definitely was happening and that's yeah I was, I'm just thinking of OJ Simpson's case it turned in it didn't even it, tu- it turned from oj simpson to yeah and, and johnny cochran his lawyer made it that way and, and that's pretty much black lives matter movement but because there's not a lot of footage because of technology wasn't at the point where it could do that 
then it, it was really hard to display that unless it was through media outlets which, which they weren't doing so yeah um yep i was thinking like um I think the challenge for journalism nowadays is because it's power, the people have the power, right? Because of social media. So it's the greatest likes means the greatest truth in some sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, what, like is that analysis correct? Or like the greatest likes. Like if someone, like everyday person posts something up, like a fact that they believe in, and it's the greatest likes, the greatest people who like that. Then, yeah, the number of likes, sorry. And that determines that truth. Whereas back in the day, you had to be a journalist to be able to state facts. You know, like you had to have qualifications or you had to have someone. Like the gatekeeping is gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Because of the advancement of technology. Like, like I mentioned earlier, the only way you could consume news back in the day well and when i say back in there i even mean like 10 15 years ago is newspaper uh radio and and news and those three mediums were from journalists who were part of a company and they had the qualifications that they needed to do to do that stuff so those those were the only people you were hearing news from now anyone can put whatever they want out there and yeah the more likes the more comments the more it gets shared the more the algorithm kicks in and distributes it distributes it to more people um but it truth is truth so no matter if you have a lie that has a million views it doesn't make it doesn't make it a truth just because it has it has a million views and a hundred thousand likes and, and all of that um yeah we are we are competing against that Okay, so um, just for the last question, um, what life lessons have you learned from your career that you could pos- that could uh, pass on to any young rangatahi um, coming up who may want to go into journalism, especially if they're Maori and Pacific Islander? Um, I would say. So uh, I, I like to listen to like motivational speakers and stuff. And one of my favorite is the bro. Oh my days. His name slipped me. Um, C.S. Lewis. <laughs> Not. Shucks. That's embarrassing. Now he's one, he's one of my favorite guys. The African-American fellow. Anyways, he says it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one then to have an opportunity and not be prepared and I listened to that when I was like 19 and I tried to apply that as best I could throughout the time I was at university so I I thought how can I apply that practically so okay so I want to be a journalist I know I'm going to be I'm going to be writing and I'm going to be working with video cameras and all of that now yes I'm at university that's helping me prepare but what else can I do to prepare for that opportunity so I, I, I did practical things I could do to prepare. I taught myself how to edit. I taught myself how to, how to um, 
use a camera, how to operate it, how to frame, how the, the rules of, of cinematography, the 180 degree rule, the different cuts, the transitions, the audio uh, levels and all of that. And it's important that you prepare for opportunities because one, when you prepare for opportunities, you don't have an opportunity, but you prepare for it. One, obviously you'll be prepared when it comes. And two, you will attract the opportunities. If you're preparing for an opportunity that has not yet arrived, that's exactly it. It has not yet arrived. And when it comes, you'll be ready. And because you're preparing, it will come. <laughs> Whereas if you're not prepared and the opportunity will come, which a lot of times it does, obviously you're going to be on the back foot because you're not prepared and you haven't been preparing. So whatever you want to do, whatever you want to be, whether it be an athlete or a doctor or a journalist or a teacher or engineer or a surgeon or dentist just think of ways that you can prepare for those opportunities because they will come and when they do come obviously we want to be prepared for that and don't but don't don't overwhelm yourself though <laughs> don't think you like you have to no, be doing something don't yeah don't think you have to be something all the time <laughs> or do something all the time Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Mare. That was awesome. I think what I love is that a lot of us growing up is like the focus when it comes to career choices, money. And for you growing up, it was what you love doing. And I think as a teacher, especially, that's what I want my kids, my students to realize is it should the fo- uh, like, yeah, you have to make sure you survive, but at the end of the day, it is what gets you up in the morning. And I like to think of career choices like you can, like what did I tell my colleagues? Um, you want to pick a career where the worst days are bearable and the best days, uh, you know, you feel like you're in the right place. Um, and I definitely feel like that with teaching. You always feel like that with journalism. And yeah, the, it's that thing of what will get you up in the morning that should be the main focus when it comes up to career choice because the money I have so many friends who study to be lawyers and they're not lawyers <laughs> they're like journalists and, and movie directors um, so yeah uh, thanks again Mare do you have anything else you want to say or any closing words please oh um, yeah, I, I would just a uh, word of encouragement, especially to our um, Maori, Hongan, Samoan, Cook Island, Fijian, Tokelauan, Niuean, Tuvaluan, uh, Tahitian, Polys. Micronesian, Melanesian, all of our whanau out there. In Māori, there's a word that we have for Pacifica, and it's Ngāti Moana Nui Akiwa. Oh, so it's Moana Nui Akiwa, that's the name of the Pacific Ocean. And Ngāti is a word that we use to describe a tribe. So you hear tribes, Ngāti Kahunganu, they are a tribe that descend from the ancestor Kahunganu. Ngāti Ranginui, they are a tribe that descend from the ancestor Ranginui. And we have a word called Ngāti Moana Nui Akiwa, which is the tribe to describe all of us in the Pacific because we're not separated um, we're not separated by water but we're connected by by water and um, we are a minority in, in Aotearoa um, 
even Māori, we make up, I think the latest census was like 18%, um, which is sad to me. This is this, you know, this is our, this is our thing when it was um, originally. Uh, but it's important that we don't focus too much on things that we can't control, but only focus on things that we can control. And yeah, I just hope that I can be somewhat of a uh, role model to our Polynesian and uh, Pacific Island kids out there. And just, I know it's cliche and you hear it all the time by all the All Blacks and all, all the athletes, but just yeah, follow your dreams, like for real. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much, Mare. That was amazing. Um, thank you to all my listeners for joining me. And please join me on my next episode of You Talk Too Much. Talk. Talk. Talk.